0: what I'm describing here the term is validation (laughs) it's not that I'm agreeing with her I don't even understand all she's unpacking for me at that point but I value her enough Mm -hmm. that I make the space to listen to Mm -hmm. her
1: Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist, and I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years, and we
2: love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us
1: as we share some tangible truths with you. So, welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truths Podcast. I am super excited. We are going to start a new series this week on connection and communication. And I have my two favorite therapists in the room with me today. Not only is Susan with us, but one of our favorite marriage therapists, Brad Franklin, is with us as well. So, hi, guys. Hey, Hey, Carrie. Brad, we're so thrilled you're joining us. I'm
0: grateful to be joining you.
1: Yay. So, Susan and Brad have been leading a marriage club. Class at Fresh Roots Family Counseling in Rogers the last few weeks and I've been hearing really great things about it. And so I thought, you know, those couples that got to come got some really good information, but there's a whole bunch of other people who could use some good information on how to connect and communicate better. So I thought I'd... Drag you guys in today, and we could talk about it. How's that sound? It sounds great.
0: We'll do it.
2: And you know, Brad and I each have been kind of taking a lead per week, Mm -hmm. but I thought last week's in particular would be good for everyone, Mm -hmm. not just couples, but everyone because the topic was five levels of connection and communication. Well, that's for everyone. Yeah, it's not just married couples. No, right? It's for any relationship Mm -hmm. that you happen to be in. And so we really kind of unpack that, and I'll. thought, hmm, podcast. That would be really good for all of our listeners. So Brad had the lead on that, and I thought, let's have Brad for the podcast, because he's always a fun
1: guest anyway. So before we get into it, Brad, you've been seeing couples for how many years now?
0: 28 years.
1: 28 years. You didn't say that with a lot of enthusiasm.
0: I'm a little tired sometimes. <laughs> no, it's been a great 28 years.
1: Well, and the thing that that I love and I'm excited about today is because there's not a lot of therapists who enjoy couples work the way that you guys do. But I really think that you guys believe that we're supposed to be relational human beings. Absolutely. And so when you get an opportunity to work with more than one person on that relationship, I just see both of you get super excited about Mm. that. Mm. So why is connection and communication even important, Brad?
0: Well, this goes back to the principle that uh, Susan taught on the week before in our class, which was being curious. Mm -hmm. You know, and the truth is, it doesn't matter how long we've been married, doesn't matter how long I've known you, people are always changing and growing. Mm -hmm. And to be curious is to... Lean into that and continue to understand how you're changing, how you're thinking, how you're feeling. How do we do that? It's going to be through communication.
1: Yeah. And I love that because we talked about this isn't just for marriage. I'm thinking right now my kids are in that young adult phase. Talk about change. Like, my kids have changed so much in the last five to ten years. I'm thinking, Susan, you just came back from visiting, you know, one of your kids who's got a brand new baby. Mm -hmm. Talk about change. Mm -hmm. That changes a person. Mm -hmm. So... When somebody in our life that we've known for a long time, we can get in those ruts and forget to connect with them and forget Mm -hmm. to get curious Mm -hmm. with them. And so I love this idea. Yeah. And when you're curious, it
2: shows you care. Mm -hmm. You know, you care for somebody and automatically they're drawn to you
1: if you care about them. Yes. Yeah.
0: And realizing, too, the work of relationships is creating and holding space for people. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what we're talking about here. And that's what this model is about, is showing us how do you create the space and then how do you hold it for somebody, for them to Mm -hmm. come forward and, and reveal more of who they are.
1: Yeah. Okay. So should we dive in? Yes, absolutely. So I've got this lovely chart in front of us that has a bunch of smiley faces on it. And I appreciate this because when I first learned this concept, it was in Brad's office. (laughs) He was doing supervision with me on work that I was doing with a couple And I was like, I don't know where to go with this couple. Brad, help me out. And he pulled a whiteboard out from underneath his couch. Mm -hmm. And this page here has much better illustrations than than what you scribbled on that whiteboard for me that day, Brad.
0: Yes, it is. (laughs) So, yeah, so you're you're referring to this document in front of us here. And so uh, if our listeners can picture a, a page on which there are two smiley faces and at the top, those two smiley faces are pretty far apart. And as you go down, though, the smiley faces get closer and closer until at the bottom, they're they're totally connected with one another. Mm-hmm. And, and that's illustrating that in terms of communicating and using these five levels, some levels are not going to be as connective as other levels mm-hmm. and just realize it. But you've got to start there to get to those deeper places. OK. So the first level is what we call small talk. Everyone does small talk every day. That's something you do with the people you live next door to people you pass in the office. Hey, how are you this morning? Yeah, fine. How are you? I don't really want to know how you are. Uh-huh. I'm just making small talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It's the nice day. The weather's pretty. Absolutely.
0: Right? And, and part of what I'm doing is I'm acknowledging you're another human being in front of me and you're worth the time and effort to acknowledge your presence, mm-hmm. which is a good thing that opens the door Yeah. to something more Um, and so that's small talk Okay. now as a couple or as a family, most of us spend our days apart. And so you come home in the evening and, um, you just start with small talk. Mm -hmm. How was your day? What'd you have for lunch? What are we doing this weekend? And that's just nice small talk. And so the thing about small talk is it's a great way to start. There's very little risk involved. It's pretty easy. You're not committing a whole lot yet. Yeah. Now, if you just stay there, we have a problem because yeah. think about this people you've known, say, going to church with or your neighbors and you small talk with them for years. But you really don't know me more today than you did five mm-hmm. years ago because mm-hmm. all you do is small talk. So as a couple or as a family, if all we do is small talk, we don't really build intimacy. Yeah. And that's what we're going for. We're going for intimacy here and connection. So that's that first level of small talk. We move down a level and our little faces are coming closer together. This next level is what's called facts and information. And this is the level on which we just get a lot of work done. Once again, you've got a lot of kids or people in the house, you're doing a lot of this just to keep people where they're supposed to be and keep the train on the tracks, right?
1: So this These, would be like sharing the calendar of, Absolutely, I'm picking mm-hmm. this kid up from school, will you make sure they get to soccer practice, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. A okay. lot of content. Lots of content. Lots of content, Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And once again, that's a good thing because we want to get the kids to school on mm-hmm. time. Yeah. We want to make sure that the bills are paid. We yeah. want to make sure mm-hmm. that the upstairs toilet gets fixed, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And. so So once again, this is something a little bit more risk involved here, um, but not a lot of risk involved here, not not, not a lot of vulnerability. We're just getting things done. Mm -hmm. But that allows if we get those things done well, it allows for us to have time to go deeper and have some of these other conversations we're about to talk about. Mm -hmm. Now, some people do this very well as a couple, and they would tell you, we have a great marriage, because they do these things well. Hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're really close and connected. That just means we do these things well.
1: Yeah. It's almost like it's a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a connected couple, absolutely right absolutely mm-hmm. yeah, and in a work environment, that's fine. Mm-hmm. you know like yes. I, I'm just thinking of like how this applies to different re- relationships like this feels like that Monday morning meeting you have at work of like who's doing what this week mm-hmm. and that's great, but when it comes to those more important people in our life like our spouse or our kids or our best friends, mm-hmm this is still a level where there's not a lot of connection. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: And Carrie, you're exactly, this is what most of us do at work every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do, once again, you can do this with people and do it well. That doesn't mean you really know them mm-hmm. and that you really know their heart. Right. Or they know your heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So if we go another level down and once again, our faces are getting closer and closer. So this is the place, what I like to call the doorway to intimacy. Doesn't that sound interesting? It
1: does. You yeah, are all interested. Okay. All right.
0: So, What I'm referring to here is this is the level where conflict becomes more of a possibility. Mm. And so my next statement I'm going to make is not going to sound true to most people, but I promise you this is truth. You can't have intimacy if you're unwilling to have conflict. Mm. Conflict is essential to having intimacy. Yeah. Most of us are proud when we don't have conflict, right? I get couples coming in my office and they say things like, well, we never fight. Um, That's not a good sign. Right, Mm -hmm. Susan? Right. That is exactly right. (laughs)
2: Yeah. A sign of a healthy relationship. You're going to have conflict on that list. Right. For sure.
1: At the top. Exactly. And the reason is, is because we're not getting to this level. Right. Right. That's That's correct. correct. So how does this level bring about conflict and why is that a good thing?
0: Great question. So this level is thoughts, opinions, and beliefs.
1: Well, there's the conflict right there's there. conflict <laughs> right
0: there. And so what begins happening here is I begin sharing how I think about things, how I see the world, mm. what I believe about you, me, us. And obviously, we may have a lot of things in common, but we're also going to begin to understand how we differ from each other. Yeah. So let me tie that into my definition for conflict. Conflict is that place where I recognize how you and I are different from each other. Mm. You then decide what do you want to do with that? Because if I see that I'm different from you, I may decide I want to fight and argue about this. Mm. I may decide, you know, maybe there's something I need to learn from you. Mm. Um, you really have a lot of choices mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, fighting is just one of several yeah. choices. But the conflict is when you and I begin to realize that there is a difference between us. What are we going to do
1: with it? Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, this could be anything from there's two different ways to load the dishwasher mm-hmm. to... We have completely totally different political views. That's right, totally. right. Yes, That's I mean, right. like anywhere on that spectrum. Yes, we can have that, but I, I'm also like sensing how this can bring a deeper level of connection if we look at this other person across from us and and are curious. Going and back, I to was Susan, say,
2: if you're going curious, back to
1: curiosity about, mm-hmm. like, tell me why. You think that I want to learn from you. Even if I don't change my mind, it's an opportunity to grow in connection. Because what you just then did to the other
2: person is you're saying, I value you. Mm. I value you enough to hear your opinion on that, whether it's my opinion or not. And what does value do to a person? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like salve on a wound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm safe with you you know right. i'm safe and that's you. what we all crave we in all relationship crave. is to be valued and and so that's yeah. why this conversation is for
1: everyone all relationships mm-hmm. it's it's huge okay i love that okay mm-hmm. so level 3 is when we begin to share thoughts opinions and beliefs And that's going to bring conflict.
0: And once again, you get to, what do we want to do with that? Do I want to try Mm -hmm. to learn from you? That's a
1: great question. Do I want you
0: to learn from me? What are we going to do with that? It's a great
1: question. Or even just, can I appreciate Mm -hmm. the fact that you're different from me? That's right. You Mm -hmm. know, and just honor the fact that God made you different than he made me. And that's okay. That's Mm -hmm. right.
0: So the other thing that is playing out here is this. So we know that attraction between two people is a really complex deal. One of the things that is that, that makes up attraction is this. You need to be enough like me that you feel safe enough to lean into. Mm-hmm. But you need to be enough unlike me mm-hmm. that you hold my interest. If you're completely like me, I'll get bored with you and yeah. move on. If you're too different from me, I'll never find a foothold with you to get attached to you. Yeah. And part of how do we figure this out, how much alike or dislike we are... It's right here in this conversation. Mm. That's like if I started sharing my political views right now, you very quickly size me up. Mm -hmm. Is Brad a safe, sane person? Mm. Or is he one of those people who think crazy thoughts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But once again, I put that out there and you begin to determine what do I want to do with that. Mm. Let's say that I do see the world different than you politically. and, And you may decide, but you know, Brad's a a reasonably smart person. Maybe he knows something I don't know. Mm -hmm. And and there, once again, we kind of lean into each other. We make space for each other. And that's where some really good stuff can happen if you let it happen.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, so this feels like a really good place to me. Like, if we're in a relationship with someone, we can share these kinds of conversations with them. We can survive the conflict that comes from it. That feels really good. You're saying there's two more deeper levels it gets after much this. Better than this, okay. <laughs> yes.
0: So now here's what's interesting. So now we drop down another level. We drop below that um, that water line there. From here on out, things change dramatically but for the better. Okay. Okay. So what we've just encountered up there, that's a lot about content. That's a lot of just stuff. Sure. We go below this and now we've entered the world of emotions and feelings.
1: So we're moving from our heads to our hearts at this point. Absolutely. Thanks right. right. okay. to our
0: hearts. And so this next level is feelings and needs. Now let, let me go back and, and let me clarify something that a lot of people get mixed up. Thinking versus feeling. Mm. A lot of people kind of use those synonymously as if they mean about the same thing. I think, I feel. But in reality, those are two very, very different things. And what you do on one level is going to be very different than what you're going to want to do on the next level. Mm-hmm. So thoughts are things that are typically provable or arguable or measurable. A feeling It's the feeling. Yeah. It's not right or wrong. It's just how I feel. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: There's a major difference there. So a thought is things like this. I think Chevrolets are the best truck on the road. Right. Why do I think that? Maybe I drive one and I love my truck. Or maybe I read a Consumer Report magazine and it says Chevy is number one in quality. So if I share that thought with you, I'm going to want to back it up with the facts I know and maybe debate you. Mm -hmm. A feeling is more like this. Black trucks are beautiful to me. There's no way to prove that. You may say, well, I think red trucks are beautiful. We just feel differently. Yeah. So because of that huge difference, what you do on that thoughts and opinions level is going to be very different than what you're going to want to do on this next level. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the biggest issues in marriage is when someone comes down to this feelings and needs level, but they get responded to. From one of these upper levels, we've yeah. just been. That's very painful. So
1: if I come to you and I say you're wrong, black trucks are not beautiful. That's completely different than me coming and saying, actually, there's a Consumer report saying that Ford right. beats Chevy in these areas. That is correct. Right? That is correct. I mean, and I and, and I think we all know this, like instinctually, but hearing it is different. And I also think about how many times we do this, where somebody comes to me and says, "Well, I feel like." This and we're like, no, no, you're wrong. Yeah, that hurts Absolutely. to hear that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is, when somebody's brave enough to share their feelings with you, we need to be really careful how we respond to that.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. especially this place here, Carrie, because when people start going below that line through mm-hmm. the droid intimacy, I am now much more vulnerable to you mm-hmm. because the feeling I'm sharing. I may not know why I feel that way. Yeah, This may be the first time I'm saying it out loud and admitting it. I don't always know what to do with it. And so if you rush in and judge it and tell me why I'm bad or wrong for feeling that way, mm-hmm. it's going to really hurt. Yeah. Um, let me give you an example okay. of this and what this looks like in a marriage. And once again, relationships are all about creating space and holding space for people. And that, that can be really hard to do. So um, you ladies know, a year ago, I broke my leg mm-hmm. in a freak accident on the Buffalo River. Mm-hmm. So um, when I did that, it changed my life tremendously, but it probably changed my wife's life even more mm-hmm. because I couldn't walk. I couldn't drive for three months, went through numerous surgeries, and she was just an incredible trooper. And she just did had to do everything for me. Um on top of that, uh, we were a week away from going on the vacation of a lifetime mm. when I did this, mm. and we had to cancel that vacation that she was greatly looking forward to so we went through that and and, like I said, she was just wonderful at at taking care of me and 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 loving me. However, a couple of months into this process, we're having dinner one night, and I could tell there's something on her mind and um she decided to come on out with. And so she comes below this line here and she says, I I feel like I need to tell you something, just some things I've been feeling. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Okay. So she opens up and she says, I am really angry Mm
2: -hmm.
0: about this thing that we have been through and you breaking this leg. Yeah. And she says, I'm not saying you did that on purpose. I know you didn't do that on purpose, but it, it brings to mind to me an issue that, that we've had in our marriage numbers of times where you do things and you don't think about how it's going to affect the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And she says that just brought all of those feelings up mm-hmm. from the past 20 years. And I just I just need to talk that through.
1: Yeah.
0: So she is opening her heart to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, where do you think I was going? <laughs> My head was heading back up there. I mean,
1: even just sitting here, I'm like... I'm wanting to defend myself Absolutely. against that of, well, I didn't mean to, and right. it was an accident, and yeah, mm-hmm. all of those things.
0: That is right. And I want to head back up to those facts. fact is, I didn't, I could never have seen this coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't do this on purpose.
1: And she's vulnerable.
2: And
0: she's vulnerable. She's just right. opened at
2: the vulnerable door.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And she she's needing, this is hard for her to say, mm-hmm. and there are tears kind of coming up in her eyes mm-hmm. at this point. And so... You know, luckily I catch myself and I don't go into defense mode. I get curious. Very Mm. good. And so I say, you know, help me understand. Mm -hmm. You know, you you, you say you acknowledge that I didn't do this on purpose, but you're saying this is connected to some other. And she began to going and said, you know, give me an example. Yeah. And she says, well, example, um, you don't ever wear your seatbelt. And she says, you know, for me, that's the difference between you being in some kind of wreck and coming home safely to me. And you being killed, and I never see you again. I have to raise these kids by myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that doesn't feel good to me mm-hmm. that you won't wear your seatbelt for me. So that being curious, mm-hmm. I begin. It's like, okay, I can get that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I start to kind of feel some of her anxiety there. Yeah, great conversation for us. Um, that's what should be going on in this level, and so. What I'm describing here the term is validation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm agreeing with her. Right. I don't even understand all she's unpacking for me at that point. But I value her enough mm-hmm. that I make the space to listen to mm-hmm. her.
1: Mm-hmm. And that you recognize her anger's real. Yes. And that I need to lean in and get curious about where that anger is coming from. Mm-hmm. Because if if we don't hold that space for her, then that anger has nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And then it's Absolutely. just that's where we get resentment mm-hmm. and unforgiveness and all of those things.
0: Because right. that anger has to go someplace. And with my wife, it'll go right back down. I
2: was going to say, yeah. it'll Internalize go back down. And, that's right. right. At the end of that conversation, y'all felt closer instead of apart absolutely so there's a connection right and that's why this was even titled connection and communication mm-hmm. when there's appropriate communication if we're going to use that word right yeah there's true connection yeah because yeah. you heard me I felt heard and mm-hmm. understood right. Beth felt heard and understood right
0: which is validation
2: total mm. validation because she got vulnerable.
0: She got very vulnerable. She
2: got vulnerable. And if you had poo-pooed that, there would have been a total shutdown.
1: Right. And then what usually happens Mm -hmm. is if that's dismissed, then we talked about that being below the line through that doorway of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Then we pop right back up above that line. That's right. We leave intimacy and now we're fighting About facts and information. Mm -hmm. That's right. We're back into content. And it gets heated, and everybody gets mad, and it escalates, Mm -hmm. and then we're talking about not taking out the trash, and your mom, and I mean, like, all this, and we're like, wait a second, how did we get here? Well,
2: and you know, my line that I have shared with you time and time again Mm -hmm. is couples are relationships that stay in content, yes. stay in conflict. That's true. You know, they just stay there. Right. So they don't get to this level. Yeah, of, Because
1: the reality is it wasn't about the fact that you broke your leg. No. That no. was the content. That That's was right. the fact. It that was, was a, a symptom. Exactly. It was, was about this feeling to. of mm-hmm. I need to feel like I'm safe. That's, That's right. right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. That's what she needed to talk about.
2: That is right.
0: So that's what should be happening on this level. Now, let me go here just real quick. And, and both of you will understand this being therapist. You know, most people think they're pretty good listeners. They're not. None Mm -hmm. of us are really good listeners Mm -hmm. as a therapist who listens for a living. I recognize that. And, you know, truly I have people that come to me and they're not coming for advice. They're not coming for counsel necessarily or perspective. They're coming to be listened to Mm -hmm. because no one is listening to them. No one is validating them. And, you know, these are people who have families and spouses and six figure jobs, but no one is listening to them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things as a spouse, as a member of a family that you can do for the people in your family is listen It costs you nothing, Mm -hmm. and yet it buys you so much with people. Mm -hmm. But somehow we're so stingy with it. Yeah, Because once again, when we come down to this level, there's that knee-jerk reaction to pop back up to one of those upper levels Mm -hmm. and get in content and get defensive and tell you why I think you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Once again with Beth and I, you know, we had to have some other conversations about just some practical things. That could come later. Mm -hmm. Once again, when I realized that she had come down here and she was taking um, a risk with me, I need to honor that risk and just be in that moment.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have a lot more questions. So we're going to have to continue this conversation, but I just want to kind of like give a brief overview of kind of what we've looked at today of these different levels of communication. We started with small talk, move into facts and information, Then we go below the line through the doorway of intimacy where we start to share our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs. And then even further within that is we're sharing our feelings and needs. And that can be regarding others. But the deepest level of intimacy is what you just described, Brad, that you and Beth are sharing that. This is about me and you and our relationship and my feelings about it that's the deepest level of intimacy that a relationship can have Mm -hmm. so i think hearing that we are all like i want that Mm -hmm. but none of us are very good at it so next week i want to ask you brad if you can go into a little bit of like why is it so hard for us to do this Great. Can we do that? You mm-hmm. bet. Yeah, sound good. It's perfect. All right, well we'll see you guys next week where we talk more about communication and connection. Good stuff.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.